So by 2040, we believe uh, renewables are expected to account for the largest share of the installed capacity, which we believe uh, to be around 40%. Welcome to our podcast series on the transformation of energy and utilities companies to better serve their customers in the digital age. My name is Vito Labate, and I'm joined today by Karan Kishav. He's the Group Sales Officer for Capgemini Southeast Asia, and we're here to talk about the latest World Energy Markets Observatory Report, or WEMO as we call it, and some of the key findings specific to Southeast Asia. Karan, I welcome you to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Vito. I look forward. So, Karen, let's start with the rapid economic growth and development that is happening across Southeast Asia. What would you say is the impact this is having on the energy markets and uh, and, the, and the idea of environmental sustainability? Right. Well, you know, Southeast Asia is, is on the cusp of change. Uh, there is increasing population and urbanization, which has resulted in, uh, in many development and infrastructure initiatives. Uh, there is also the rising income levels uh, here in the region, which is leading to uh, increasing ownership of appliances and a growing demand for cooling. And what all of this has led to is, is an enormous uh, increase in the energy demand, which we uh, believe would increase by about 140% over the next 20 years. The challenge, unfortunately, is that there is still a very high reliance on fossil fuels, uh, with coal uh, still being the, the leading uh, component in the mix. Renewable in, uh, investments are unfortunately still lagging in the region due to uh, uh, policy uncertainty in many countries here. Uh, and this therefore needs to change. Uh, and, and for one, uh, uh, you will notice that all six Southeast Asia countries that we have considered for the purpose of this report have signed up to the Paris Agreement and are therefore uh, required to reduce the re uh, reliance on fossil fuels and increase the percentage of renewables in their mix. Secondly, and, and, and most importantly, is the fact that uh, Southeast Asia has long coastlines, which are home to millions of people, and therefore they're highly susceptible to uh, climate changes, uh, uh, increase in sea level. All of these are therefore uh, extremely, uh, I would say, uh, the, the need for uh, reducing GHG emissions is, is that much more critical in this region. So oh, that's very interesting. I actually want to pick up on something you said, particularly around renewables. I mean, obviously, it's no surprise that renewables are important sources of new power generation. But what types of renewable energy are, are the ones that are really the most sought after in Southeast Asia? So based on what we have uncovered uh, as part of the report, uh, renewables and high efficiency coal, followed by gas, are expected to lead the future of energy production in this region. So by 2040, we believe uh, renewables are expected to account for the largest share of the installed capacity, which we believe uh, to be around 40%. However, coal is likely to still take the most prominent role in the generation mix. So we believe about 40% of the mix is still going to be coal. Uh, and about 70% of this new coal-fired capacity is expected to come from uh, high-efficiency, supercritical or su ultra-supercritical uh, technologies. Would you say that there are any other energy sources that um, are increasing in demand? And, and if so, what's what's driving that demand, would you say? Right. So natural gas is uh, is being touted as a viable alternative. Uh, it's cleaner than other sources of fossil fuels, uh, although it's not as clean as renewable energy. However, it can help reduce the, the carbon footprint in the region. Uh, electricity generated in gas-fired plants uh, are expected to produce uh, greenhouse gas emissions anywhere between 50 to 70% lower than uh, what a coal-fired power plant would do. 
Uh, also, natural gas uh, plants are uh, not only cheaper, but also quicker to build than uh, coal plants. And they also tend to have higher uh, cycle efficiencies and greater operational flexibility. Among the other modern sources of renewable energy, we've seen hydropower growing rapidly uh, in countries like Malaysia and Vietnam. Uh, while in Singapore, there has been significant increase in investments in solar. Very good. So let's transition a little bit in our conversation and move to really the idea of the growing integrated electricity market in Southeast Asia. Um, what would you say are some of the key drivers of this new model um, and any of the progress being made so far that you can comment on? Well, it is clear that uh, there is a need for an integrated electricity market in the region. Uh, it is key to ensure sustainable and secure energy sources for this region. One of the main priorities would be to develop coordinated planning of the generation and transmission infrastructures, because lack of such mechanisms uh, will tend to severely undermine the benefits of any market integration. Equally important would be uh, the harmonization of the technical and market standards, and also a very high degree of empowerment in the regulatory space. Uh, we also need to understand that uh, the countries here are very diverse in terms of the size, in terms of the landscape, the levels of economic development, as well as the availability of energy resources. There are also significant differences in, in the regulatory frameworks, in the market structures, and all of these uh, further, you know, kind of make the regional energy cooperation uh, that much more challenging. Uh, energy connectivity and, and, and more specifically interconnection of the grids and the gas pipelines across the borders uh, offers multiple benefits, including uh, expanding the access to energy, improving trade, and also providing uh, market access to low carbon energy. In terms of the progress that has been made so far, uh, initiatives such as the ASEAN Power Grid and the Trans-ASEAN Gas Pipeline uh, are underway. However, we will have to see how these will pan out in the coming years. So, I mean, clearly there's, there's rapid growth in the Southeast Asia energy market from what you've been saying and from what we observe in WeMo. I guess the question is, as new players enter this uh, increasingly deregulated market, what do you have any advice for energy utility companies uh, on how they maintain their competitive edge? Right. So there are markets in Southeast Asia that uh, that have uh, started to uh, enter into various degrees of deregulation. Singapore has just uh, uh, gone live with full market deregulation of the electricity market. Now, as new players enter deregulated markets, uh, monopoly utility companies uh, are compelled to push for greater operational and financial efficiencies. But more importantly, uh, I think they will need to invest in offering better and improved customer experience uh, and eventually look to uh, branch into newer areas such as smart homes or solar panels and, and also uh, energy management systems for buildings. The good news, uh, however, is that uh, right now they have the customer data and they have access to pretty much every household in the markets that they operate in. And uh, by leveraging the right technologies such as uh, Internet of Things, analytics, artificial intelligence, blockchain, and so on, they can actually find new revenue streams and, and ensure that they continue to maintain the competitive edge in their market. Excellent. Well, Karan, listen, thank you for your insights. Thank you, Vito. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to a conversation with Kiran Kashav, who is the Group Sales Officer for Capgemini in Southeast Asia. And we've been talking about the World Energy Markets Observatory Report, or WEMO. Uh, for our listeners, to learn more and to download the report, please visit capgemini.com WEMO. Thanks.